congregation of Jesus Christ. Today we are looking at taking control of our money, our finance. And the truth is, if we are not in control of our money, then it will control us. Research shows, and many studies are done in this area, and between the range of things, uh, 65% or so, families uh, spend a fair bit of time arguing over money. That's a big topic. And so 65% of the time, money is involved. They've asked people who got divorced, and it's over 50% who say that money was a large, large issue in terms of their marriage, and that it was really a significant disagreements about money and how the one or the other spent or didn't save. And so it becomes very, very much part of our lives, our living, and, and our interacting. Money worries have been shown to cause a loss of sleep, uh, anxiety attacks, a depression, a migraines, all kinds of worries that we have. And there is a, a sense of even the irrational. You, you wonder sometimes. People are, are controlled by money. It doesn't make any sense that, that they would maximize out a credit card and then use another credit card to pay for this credit card and maximize that one. And, and, and what are they thinking exactly? How is that possible? Or they take out loans that they are completely unable to repay. And then suddenly, suddenly the, the finances they think they are controlling are in fact controlling them. And they are stuck. They are in real trouble. Here's a picture of someone who tries to help. I'm not sure if you've seen Gail Vaz Oxlade with her Till Death Do Us Part. Have you watched that? Yeah. And she, she enters into some problem situation, people ruining their lives. And, and even just to come in and you think, boy, but she, in, in a very kind but firm way, she informs people they are actually spending twice as much as they are earning. Well, well, isn't that something? That can't continue. And, and you wonder, these sincere people, they have no idea, really. And they are stuck. And they are, are trapped by their, their sense of the money and getting spending what they don't have. And so she helps them identify waste and regain control. And that's very similar to what we are looking at here this evening, that sense of regaining control and where God's word is, is kind but firm in this area as well. And that we need to rely and live in a way that we don't uh, lose control and the money doesn't take over. Noting just that this word of God through Proverbs is by his inspiration through the man King Solomon. And King Solomon had a lot of money. A few uh, verses, uh, a summary of the verses 1 Kings 10, uh, 21 to 28. 
Solomon, all Solomon's goblets were gold. All the household articles in the palace were pure gold. Nothing was made of silver because silver was considered of little value in Solomon's day. Solomon was greater in riches than all the other kings of the earth. Now that was God's blessing, of course, but there was also a sense that he understood. Yeah, that gift of God and how to to use it, to control it. So he speaks wisdom about money, finances, and he has extensive experience. In Proverbs, he gives several key principles that I've just listed here that our control comes out of knowing where the money is, of knowing where the money goes, of actually saving money. That's a control of money thing, that you take it and save it. That control is contentment, enjoying what you already have, and that control is finally by the Holy Spirit. And that allows you also to give back to God as a sign that the money is not what you are worshiping. So this is is the general areas we will look at. Considering, first of all, that as we think of, of finances and to control our money, it means that we know where the money is. Psalm 27, or Proverbs 27, verse 33, says, Know the condition of your flocks and give careful attention to your herds. And, and the sense there is, in the time of Solomon too, people were largely farming and their herds and flocks represented their wealth. And so they should pay careful attention. God says, know what you have. You need to keep track financially. You need to be aware, maybe even actually preparing a complete budget. And lots of people totally against that. I know, I just know. But some do need even that. If not a complete budget, at least a careful review of the bank statements when they come in is helpful. And at the bottom of the bank statement, it says, this much came in and this much went out. And this one should be higher than this one. If you never look at it, you never see it. The care we need to take, just basic living within our means. We want to live within our means. That means... That you know your means. You know what you have coming in. So that you're careful in what goes out. Too often people want to live like kings when they are not earning the money of kings. Proverbs 23 verse 23 says, Know the truth and do not sell it. Get wisdom, discipline, and understanding. And, and the sense here, applying to our financial situation again, ignoring the problem uh, as it grows makes no sense. That you, you, you need to know the truth. If you are running into financial difficulty, if, if things are troubling, then you need to be aware of that. Look into it more. You shouldn't be like a, a, a friend that Barb and I had uh, was long, long ago, but this couple, dear couple, friends of ours, and they started to run stuck financially, and the result was 
solution was that when the credit card bill came in a nice envelope to the house, they didn't open it. They just put it in the garbage. And it was dealt with. Yes. And that went on for a couple of months until that didn't work anymore. And that sense of the truth, you have to acknowledge, oh, do we actually have a concern here, a problem here? Then we need to be realistic. We need to know how we're doing. We need to recognize if there is a problem, and we need to deal with it, to know, know the truth, and, and have the wisdom, the discipline, the understanding, also in this area of finances. Know where you're at. The second thing is controlling our money means that we know where it goes. Our text from Proverbs 21, Proverbs 21, verse 5, the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. Do you know where your money goes? You need to know. I hear people say, where did all the money go? Where'd it go? It's gone. That's not good. The problem, Proverbs 21 means plan. Plan what you are doing. And that's the sense of of no impulse buying. If you have no plan, then you never have enough. Getting control of money is never by how much you make. It's never controlled. Controlling your money is, is never on the side of how much you make. It's how much you spend. It's always through how much you spend. Where does the money go? That's a key thing you need to know. Studies have been done and and people have been asked too in terms of how how susceptible are they to impulse buying. And and it's, yeah, six, seven, eight out of ten people will will be be drawn in. It's, It's not a planned purchase, they, they started the day without thinking they were going to buy anything or do anything like that, and then, boom, there it is. They bought it. What, what's this? So that sense of no planning, no thought, an emotional appeal comes, the sense of, oh, I want it, I have to have it, and there you go. I want you to add a four-letter word to your list of swear words. And that's the word up here, the word sale. Aha, there it is. Swear word on the screen. Ah. You see it everywhere. Everywhere, up and down. Sale. And it is, it is so enticing. And then you think about it too. We were talking too. We had uh, some camping with the family and then my son had purchased a new fishing rod. And he told me right away it was on sale. <laughs> I said, too, I thought you had a fishing rod. We did, of course. This one was on sale. And it was a little different, a little better. But you don't need it. But it was on sale. <laughs> so what are, what are we thinking? What are we well, people say, yeah, if I don't buy it now, it'll cost more later. But you don't need it at all. <laughs> it's so hard to get through. We are, we are impulse buyers. And the, the 
advertisers have found ways just to to have us just respond to a sale sign in that way. Proverbs 21, verse 20 says, The wise have stores of food and oil, but the foolish devour all they have. And that sense of the foolish devour all they have. Spending money as fast as you get it. Impulse buying. The sense of shopaholics. That reality of, of that adrenaline rush even. That, that temporary high. That I just bought this. And, and it makes me feel good. And it's, it's almost a, an addictive kind of thing. So to, to recognize, again, control means knowing where your money goes and don't, don't just respond to all those, those offers and all those sales and all those things. We need to, to take control. One person I read has taken control. The person keeps their credit cards in a bowl of water in the freezer. So the impulse is slowed down, right? And then you have to realize microwaving credit cards is not a good thing. So you're stuck until you can thaw them out. So that reality of, of easy credit, of, of online shopping now, the money goes, and we need to see where it goes and not just wonder where it went. The plan means that you tell your money where you want it to go. doesn't matter. If it's a sale, it doesn't matter at all. If there's something that all of a sudden comes up, you take control. You tell your money where you want it to go. Ask God for wisdom in helping you control your money. Proverbs goes on to say that we need to put our money in a safe place. Putting money in a safe place. Saving money. That's a four-letter word for some people. Save. That's not good. They don't save anything. Proverbs talks in Proverbs 21.20, the wise have stores of food and oil. They save of their wealth. That sense of controlling, some people have it if they have $100 in their pocket, it's just burning a hole in their pocket and they've got to spend it. What about just saving? Save. They've looked at different cultures. The Japanese, they work hard and they save about 25% of their income. Just boom. That's just it. 25% save. The Europeans generally are around 15%. Canadians around 10. And the Americans 5 to 7. So we're catching the Americans. We're getting there. The sense of of not saving, of course, is that, that we are a live-for-today society. I want it all, and I want it now. And so it's, it's okay that all the money's gone. And so that mindset 
continues to drive the sense of, well, I, I don't have any savings. I don't need savings because I'm, I'm just living for now and what I need and what I want, and there you go. But the reality is, Proverbs says, wise people save because life is uncertain. So we are called to do what Proverbs 13 11 says, it first, especially that second part, uh, definitely dishonest money dwindles away. But that second sense, those who gather little by little make it grow. Accumulating little by little. And that ties into also the story in Proverbs 6 where it talks about the ant. If you have that, that reminder of Proverbs 6, look at the ant and the ant just works steadily and stores up and is secure. And so that sense is here very much that we have that obligation, that sense of, of having us ourselves just secure that way, little by little, setting aside in case and that we have control of that financial aspect. One big pressure that comes against that is envy, comparing ourselves to others. And that, that then pushes, well, we do need more of this and more of that and those shoes and those sunglasses and that car. And, and the thinking continues to drive that more and more is better and that you can't save the money. You have to spend it. But that never ends. And the truth is that as God gives us to our livelihood, that we receive it, but we also guard it carefully. And that includes saving for times of difficulty or emergency, for this is an uncertain life. Proverbs also adds contentment. Controlling our money is to be content with what we have. Enjoy what you already have. Proverbs 21.17 Lovers of pleasure will become poor. Lovers of wine and oil will never be rich. This is the sense of, of people indulging in all kinds of things, eating out, buying more and more out of control, that somehow all of the indulging will make you happy. And that sense of living a lie. If, if all of the indulging and all of the acquiring would make us happy, then, then Canada and North America would be the happiest people, but they're not. Because there's always that sense, I don't have enough and I always want more. And, and so there is no happiness and peace and contentment there. Control is contentment. Enjoying what you have. And that means not, not saying or thinking, I'll be happy when I have this or I have that. Be happy now with what you have. Hebrews 13, verse 5, picks up on this. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. That's a beautiful 
summary of this idea, even as Proverbs puts it forward. Learn contentment. Here, do we have a picture of... Look at that. That's me and Paul. We were out at a lesser slave the other day. We went up for a week. You see that boat? That's the green canoe. You know when I bought that? I was 16 years old. I bought the green canoe. I wanted a canoe. And so what is that? I'm 53, that's 32 and 5, that's 37 years. For 37 years, I've been fine with the green canoe. And it's perfect. We go out, we do a little fishing, we do a little canoeing. We want to get out on the water a little bit. It's old. Barb repaired the seat. Uh, the fiberglass had a hole in it. We repaired it. Uh, it got smaller as the boys got bigger, but we packed them in, and off we went. And now they're gone. It's fine. I'm with the, I take it myself. It's 45 pounds. I can lift it. You'll see us driving around, the canoe on the roof. It's great. I don't need another canoe, a bigger canoe, a new canoe. This is fine. Be content. Enjoy. If I get out a couple of times in the canoe, I'm happy. And so you, you just have a sense. What do you have? Do you use what you have? If you even just enjoy what you have, you have some things, enjoy them. Use them. Do you need more, bigger, different? No. Be content with what you have. Enjoy it. And it's great fun. It's just fine. So that, that principle of control is contentment. And so Proverbs points that out as well. Finally, at the heart of, of wisdom is that control by the Holy Spirit. And that has the sense of Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth meaning that, that that wealth is from the Lord. And that's, of course, as it comes out here in Proverbs 2, coming back to the Lord, focusing on the place of, of the Lord in our lives, and that the Lord's will is here very much central as well. And that reality of then receiving from the Lord, that we receive with thanksgiving, and that we live just within our means Seeking God's kingdom, Matthew 6.33, and, and all else will be added. But there's a sense of contentment in the Lord? Yeah, some people make more than others. Some people have more than others. God has given us lives, given us tasks, given us work, provided for us in different ways, and that we receive that with contentment and thanksgiving, and that we continue to thank Him and live in our living unto him, just wisely and thankfully. That overflows in a beautiful way. Proverbs 22, verse 9, the generous will be blessed, for they share with the poor. And there is a sense of, of God continuing to provide even as we focus on serving him. And in that too, he provides for us and for 
works of ministry that, that we would feel too would serve him. So that sense of, of being a servant of God and engaging in the ministry of God and seeing our funds support ministry is, is an adrenaline rush, is a, is a wonderful thing. And I'm just reminded of the effort in, in Mexico and just to supply those people with some funds and with a building and, and to see that and, and to say, wow, that's, that's exciting. Okay, that is fun and enjoyable and great. And so, so then the money doesn't have to focus on me. It's much more fun and much more enjoyable and much more blessed to see and to help people in that way and to see God at work through the funds that we provide that he has given us. So Proverbs gives that sense as well. Honor the Lord with your wealth and be generous and you will be blessed. Blessed and thankfully living for God. Proverbs gives that deep insight into taking control of money. Isaiah 55 verse 2 puts it nicely. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen to me and your soul will delight in the richest of fare. Things of this world cannot satisfy. Buying and having more only satisfies briefly. It does not last, even as the things we buy don't last. But true satisfaction comes when our hearts, our lives, are focused on God in Christ. And when we let his love rule and control us and our money, that sense of letting God be our guide, even here, as Lord of all. Let's pray together. Dear Lord Jesus, we worship you not money. And we want to obey you when it comes to your money entrusted to us. Help us to handle our money that you give us, that we handle it well to your glory, that, Jesus, you would be the manager of our lives every day. We want you to be first, seeking the kingdom. We thank you, Father, for your word, as it is so practical, as it helps us where life really can confuse us. Many of us have money pressures and problems, hurts, because we are overextended. Help us to realize that satisfaction is not in the acquisition of things, that things are not our first love. Help us to love you first with all our heart and love our neighbor as ourselves, even as you have loved us in Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen.